Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Thursday, March 24th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Very happy you're here. I think we have excellent Ukraine coverage and President Biden in Brussels. Um, you know, what is said and what is real are usually two different things. Uh, we're going to tell you what's real. And we're going to lead off tonight with the uh, punishment of Putin. So this didn't get a lot of coverage, but by designating uh, Vladimir Putin a war criminal, you change his life. Now, that designation has not been officially made, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. I'm going to walk you through this because it's fairly big. So a war criminal is someone who essentially kills civilians, you know, or tortures POW, something way, way out of bounds, and that the Geneva Convention condemns. So there is an organization set up to monitor war criminals, and that organization is the International Criminal Court, ICC. It's based in the Netherlands in The Hague. Now, um, 123 countries have signed a treaty called the Rome Statute to participate in the ICC, 123 countries on the planet. But the United States is not, and neither has Russia. We are not in this group. But this is the group that the Biden administration is referring to when it says that Putin and the Russian military are war criminals. Are you with me so far? So even though we're not in that group, because we didn't sign this Rome statute, the United States didn't, we can still refer war criminals to them. All right? So Secretary of State Blinken, he's the guy that came out earlier this week, and they're all war criminals, and we know what they're doing, and we have proof to back it up, and we're going to hand it over to the ICC. Fine. I hope they do. They should do it. If you don't know Vladimir Putin's not a war criminal, then you don't know anything. I mean, this guy is driving this war in Ukraine by himself. The Russian government doesn't particularly want it. The Russian people certainly don't. doesn't benefit them. He's doing it by himself. So in the ICC, a little history before we get to Mr. Biden, who is interesting today in uh, Brussels. 30 cases have been brought to the ICC as far as war crimes are concerned since 2002. So in 20 years, 30 cases. The biggest case was the Serbian leader Milosevic. You remember him. Uh, he was uh, basically exterminating Kosovars, people who live in Kosovo next to Serbia. Okay, It was a religious-based war, and Milosevic was a monster. And NATO got involved, and I'm going to tell you that at the end of the program in this day in history, and Milosevic got removed, and then he got arrested, okay? And he went to The Hague, he was imprisoned, he died there before the trial in 2006. So that was the biggest war crime guy in the last 20 years. Now, there have been enough of Africans uh, out of the Congo, uh, a bunch of people like that that have been charged with genocide, is slaughtering people. Now, Putin doesn't care about this at all because he knows that who's going to arrest me? 
So what? I'm a war criminal. I don't care. So what? Um, and he has a point. There is no agency attached to the ICC that goes out and hunts down people and arrests them. Only individual countries can do it. And in Milosevic's case, that's what happened. They swore out a warrant. They picked him up in the Balkans and they sent him to Holland. So if Putin were to vacation in Great Britain, if he went to London for the weekend, they could grab him if he's designated and he hasn't been designated thus far. It's important for everybody to know. There's a designation process that you hand over your information to the courts in The Hague. They make the determination. We all clear on this? Now, what you say to yourself, well, why did he bother? Why did uh, Blinken and, and Biden bother designating or threatening Putin as a war criminal? Because it's just the shame of it. It's the shame. Look, Putin and Saddam Hussein are the same guy. There's no difference. Saddam Hussein ruined his country, invaded Kuwait. Well, what? As soon as he did that, Saddam Hussein was a pariah throughout the world. He couldn't leave Iraq. Subsequently, we went in to remove him because of the weapons of mass destruction threat. Okay, he fled. They found him. They hanged him. The Iraqis hanged him. Now, it's not out of the question that the Russians will hang Putin. Certainly not out of the question. It's just a matter how this thing unfolds. Okay, so that's the memo. Here's a quick Ukraine update. These are the most important things that happened today and this week. So Putin's defense minister, a man named Sergei Shovi, vanished. Gone. They say he's got some kind of medical problem, but I don't think so. I think the Russian military botch in Ukraine and Putin got him out of there. Now, he's probably sitting somewhere. Nobody knows where. But that's what I think. Sergei Shovi blew it because the Russian military is performing so poorly in Ukraine. So Sergei is vapor. I don't know if you'll ever see him again. All right, that's Russia. Second, Putin has banned inside Russia Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Some people are still tweeting, but it's hard. So Putin doesn't want to know, doesn't want his own people to know what's happening. So they're not going to hear it on TV and radio in Russia because that's all state run. But on the Internet, that's international. This show is international, the No Spin News. We go all over the world. So in order for Putin to block the No Spin News, he's got to block YouTube, Facebook, and all of that. Okay? However, the Ministry of Russia still has an open Twitter account around the world. Trump was canceled by Twitter. The Ministry of Russia still active. How about that? Unbelievable. NATO is reporting that 15,000 Russian soldiers have been killed in the four, war, four weeks of the war. 15,000. How would NATO know? How would they know? Maybe U.S. Intel is getting this information. I know U.S. Intel is good in Russia. We have a lot of agents over there. But when a Russian soldier is killed, they are whisked back to Russia. They're not left on a battlefield and they're not giving out stats. But that's what NATO is putting out. 15,000 Russian soldiers dead. That may be why the defense minister, that's big. 
And finally, uh, Mr. Biden announced today, and it was a fait accompli for this, 100,000 Ukrainian refugees uh, will be taken by the USA, as we should take them. And those would be most people who have relatives here, and we should do it. Okay, now, here's a stupid, you know, they say Putin's smart, Putin's smart, Putin's smart. I'm going to stop that now. Putin in the past was shrewd. He's not smart. Putin's excuse for invading Ukraine was he doesn't want a threat on his western flank. Now, NATO's moving twice as many troops and armaments into NATO's east, Russia's west, okay? The east in countries in NATO, Poland, uh, the Baltic countries, Romania, Bulgaria, they're all getting a mass of soldiers, battle groups, they call them, and armaments and rockets. So the exact thing that Putin didn't want and his excuse for, be, for invading Ukraine, oh, you're going to put hostile forces on my border. Well, you got them double now. How smart is that, Putin? Okay. Um, so President Biden goes to uh, the NATO conference. He called it in Brussels. And he pledges America will spend at least, it'll be far more than this, $3.3 billion military humanitarian aid to Ukraine. And you'll have to give Poland and, and the other countries billions too. In the end, it's going to cost up between 10 and $20 billion, the American taxpayer did, um, to do this. Um, then they had a press conference after uh, he got through his meetings today. Now, there was a lot of stuff in the press conference, but I think the most important thing going forward is China. The only country that can save Putin now is China. If China gives Putin stuff, whether it be food or uh, he can't give him fuel, China doesn't have that, or uh, other material support, breaks the embargo, breaks the sanctions, Putin is stronger. If China backs away, all right, Putin's going to go down. It's a matter of when, not if. So that's very important. And here's what Mr. Biden said. Go. China understands that uh, its economic future is much more closely tied to the West uh, than it is to Russia. And so uh, I, uh, I'm hopeful that he, uh, he does not get engaged. We also did discuss today that there's a need for us to set up, NATO to set up, and, and the EU, to set up a system whereby we have an organization looking at who has violated any of the sanctions and where and when and how they violated them. And then what are you going to do? So by implication, uh, President Biden saying, if you violate the sanctions toward Russia, then we're going to sanction you. And that's what he said about Xi. He told Xi that if he helps Russia, then we'll slap sanctions on China. And China, as I said, that's tough for them because they're an export economy. All right. They need money coming in dollars, not rubles. Rubles don't do China any good. OK, so that's what's holding China back. And it's an effective threat. Now, Biden says I didn't threaten him. I didn't threaten him. Of course, you threatened him, <laughs> you know. Now, will the world rally against sanctions against China? I think so. At this point, I mean, Putin's so horrendous. And I think they would. If China wants to throw him with Putin, 
And I don't think she will do it, but I could be wrong on that. Now, overall, Biden was okay. I know the people who hate Biden will uh, slaughter him today. He, he did stammer and stutter a bit. Um, he has some uh, problems with his short-term memory. There's no doubt about that. Uh, when fielding questions, he can only take one. He can't take two because he forgets what the second one is. I'm not criticizing. I'm just reporting. But overall, he, he appeared in command today. Um, he compared, you know, he said one thing that was flat out untrue about Charlottesville and what Trump said there is completely false, but that's what these guys do. Biden doesn't know what's true and what isn't true. He just doesn't know. But now he's presenting a face to the world that at least today was effective. So these, and there was a, a reporter that went implied that, well, the sanctions aren't going to work. And one of the most important things that Putin said, uh, that Biden said today, uh, was that they will work and we're going to keep them on to the end of the year no matter what. Now, I didn't think that was very smart because you want to give a carrot to Putin to have a ceasefire. But Biden did it. He goes, you know, don't think that these sanctions are just going to go away. We're going to put them on the end of the year at least. I would have given myself a little room there. Now, Putin's got to be punished, but there are other ways to do it. Let's stop this slaughter first, and then we'll figure out how to get this guy in the back end. Does that make sense to you? But Biden wanted to be a tough guy. He wanted to say that, uh, you know, all the NATO countries are united, which they are. You know, he said that Putin underestimated NATO, which he did. So it's all going bad for Putin. So just press the advantage, press the advantage. But in the meantime... People are dying every day, every day, and suffering is off the chart. But if you up the war, and I've said this many times, more people will die. It doesn't mean you're afraid. It means you're smart. All right. Um, is that it? If you have any questions, bill at BillOReilly.com, bill at BillOReilly.com. I think the most, that's the most honest assessment you'll get. Uh, of the Ukraine situation. We are on it and we will continue to be on it. So let's come back to the USA. One of the things that Joe Biden has no clue about is narcotic smuggling into the United States. So I remember a long time ago when Donald Trump first became president, I had a conversation with him about uh, the drug cartels in Mexico. And I told or suggested, I, I shouldn't use the word told when I'm talking to a president. I suggested to President Trump that he might look into designating the Mexican drug cartels as terrorist groups. And I said, if you do that, then you can drone them. And, and believe me, when you read Killing the Killers, my new book, what do you see? The weapons we have in space. But anyway, I said, if you designate the Mexican cartels terror groups, which they absolutely are, because they're killing hundreds of thousands of Americans, okay, you can go in and kill them. The United States can go in and kill them. We don't need Obrador in Mexico to do it. Anyway, the president, Trump, did that. He brought it to Obrador. He says, I'm going to do this unless you take much more aggressive action against the cartels and seal the border with your military, which Obrador did. That was the Remain in Mexico policy. So Obrador sealed the southern border with Guatemala and the northern border with the USA by using his military. 
First time that ever happened in Mexican history. And it happened because Trump threatened to designate the cartels as terror groups, and Obrador did not want that. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Okay. The moment Joe Biden became president, Obrador pulled all his troops off both borders because he knew that Biden wouldn't do anything to stop the migrants or the narcotics. That was um, on inauguration night. That's how quick that happened. So um, now Angus King, you know Angus King? He's the independent senator from Maine, but he's not an independent. He's a liberal Democrat. He always votes with the liberal Democrats, Angus King. Well, Angus King is really mad about all the narcotics flooding into not only Maine, but the United States. Roll it. Here's what's bothering me. If this were a terrorist cell in Latin America, killing 100,000 Americans a year, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about not enough ASR, ISR and, and allocating it. I'm, I'm really absolutely sick of this. This is the this is one of the, the drug trade is one of the primary threats to this country. It's killing two people a, a, a day in my state. Who's in charge? What individual in the United States government is in charge of stopping drugs coming from Latin America? Biden's in charge. Biden. That's who's in charge. Not doing anything. It's an open border policy. Absolute open border policy. So. Senator King shouldn't be directing his remarks to the subcommittee on emerging threats. That's what he was doing. He should be asking for a meeting with Biden. Now, on May 12, 2021, almost a year ago, here's what I said on this broadcast. So on my uh, press tour for Killing the Mob, I tell many of the interviewers who ask about contemporary mob involvement, that organized crime loves Joe Biden. Now, why would I say that? Well, since he has been president, there have been more than 450,000. Just think about this for a minute. 450,000 foreign nationals who have confronted Border Patrol or ICE agents on the Mexican border. 450,000 in 100 days. So drug interdiction, which comes under Border Patrol ICE stopping narcotics coming from Mexico, that has evaporated. 
The cartels are now smuggling more methamphetamine, cocaine, heroin, and the other pernicious drug. Uh, I I'll think of it. The opioid that kills you. Okay? Fast. More are coming in now than have ever before in U.S. history. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Okay? More drugs, hard drugs than at any other time in our history. Flooding in because of Joe Biden's crazy open border policy. And Biden has done absolutely nothing to stop narcotics from flowing into the United States. And it, it, it's a terror threat. It's a, you know, I kind of wish in hindsight that uh, President Trump did designate the cartels as terror groups. Because then, as I mentioned earlier, you would see, you're going to see the weapons when you read Killing the Killers, which is out May 3rd, you'll see the weapons that we have. Nobody knows what we have. All right. And I had to put it in the book because that's how they're tracking down the jihadists, the ISIS and Al-Qaeda's and Boko Haram's with these weapons. You can do this with the cartels. I mean, it's where do you see this, these weapons, what we have? So anyway, um, I thought that was very interesting. You'll never see this reported anywhere else. But it's entirely President Biden's fault that we're flooded with narcotics in this country. Okay, um, mm -mm -mm. Supreme Court nominee, uh, Judge Brown Jackson, April 4th is the vote. She will be confirmed. I predict Lisa Murkowski, Republican Senator from Alaska, Susan Collins from Maine, Mitt Romney, Utah, Roy Blunt, Missouri, and maybe Portman in Ohio that will all vote for uh, Judge Brown Jackson. So she'll win handily. Uh, remember, Kavanaugh won by one vote. Um, Brown will win by, well, she'll get in by five or six, maybe more. Now, there is a big controversy about her uh, failing to answer, you know, uh, what is a woman? She goes, I'm not a biologist. <laughs> Look, she knows who her base is. All right. She knows being politically correct. Now we can't define men or women biologically. The far progressive left has rejected that. It's fluid. You can be what you want to be, okay? Biology has nothing to do with it. So she goes, oh, I'm not a biologist. So I would have followed up if I had been the senator asking that question, and I would have said, are you a woman? How do you know? This insanity, it's insanity. But that's not going to knock her out of the Supreme Court hearings. All right, and on that subject, um, two states, Indiana and Utah, have passed bills in the legislature that ban, all right, biological men who have become girls or women from competing in women's and girls' sports. Two states have banned it, okay? Indiana and Utah. I guess there are more that have, but these recently banned it. But the governors both vetoed the bills. So in Indiana, it's Eric Holcomb. Um, and Holcomb says the bill was too broadly written, which is just BS. All right, he doesn't want to sign it. So he vetoed it. All right, in Utah, it's Spencer Cox. And he said he objects to an all-out ban on transgender children in school sports. Okay, 
But there isn't an all-out ban, Governor Cox. If the boy-turned-girl wants to compete in the boy sports, he or she can't. Get it, Governor? We know what you're doing. Now, I don't, this isn't a major issue for me. I want people to pursue happiness. They want to be girls, they want to be girls. They want to be boys, they can be boys. Right? I don't care. But it's not fair in sports, in school, to have a guy who's biologically stronger, sorry, Judge Brown Jackson, than a girl, usually, competing girl sports. It's just not fair. It's not right. That's all. This isn't complicated. It's not complicated. If you want to change genders, okay, but you've got to stay in the gender to which you were born. What it says on your birth certificate. Simple man, simple solution. Liz Cheney, my prediction is she is going to lose her re-election campaign for congressperson in Wyoming. Remember, Wyoming, least populated state of the union, only one congressperson, and it's Liz. So a woman named Harriet Hagman, she's a Republican too, is running against Liz Cheney in the primary, and 100 House Republicans are holding a fundraiser for Ms. Hagman. All right? It's going to be held on March 30th in Washington, D.C., and uh, so far, Ms. Hageman has not really distinguished herself, in my opinion. But, you know, Liz Cheney, smart woman, but your hatred of Trump, uh, Congresswoman, has really hurt your state. It's hurt your state. You're not representing the folks in Wyoming. You're representing your, you and your family that hate Trump. So I wouldn't vote for her. SUNY Brockport, State University of New York, Brockport, upstate. So an anonymous donor gave the college money to bring in a speaker who's going to have an event entitled History of Black Resistance, U.S. Political Prisoners, Genocide, a Conversation with Jalil Muntaquim. Okay. All right, well, there's Jahil. He's a uh, militant, militant guy. Doesn't like America. Thinks we're fascists here. Jahil. All right, so he's going to make some money. He's going to go up to Brockport, and he's going to put forth what he believes. Okay with me. I don't care. Jahil wants to go up there. They want to pay him. All right. So the city of Brockport says, we're going to have to put a lot of cops there because we don't want any problems. We don't want a brawl. So they put the cops there. That makes sense. Public safety, right? (laughs) The school, Brockport, gives all the students a day off because the school says large numbers of police on campus would be traumatizing to many students. So you don't have to come to class. Woke. All right, woke. St. Louis. So this is unbelievable. Last Saturday, 3 a.m., guy comes up to a car with a gun. 
tries to carjack it in St. Louis. Okay? Sitting in the car are two plain clothes police officers who immediately jump out and guy goes, you're under arrest. The guy runs away. He gets away. But they know who he is. They track him. His name is Alan Lee Robinson. Got a big record, 27 years old. Okay. So they're looking for him, but they want a warrant for his arrest, right? Try to carjack two cops. He didn't know they were cops. He just thought they were regular people. He had a gun. So the attorney, the DA, Kimberly Gardner, won't give him the cops a warrant. Meanwhile, St. Louis, one of the most violent cities in the country because of her. Finally, the public pressure, the outcry is so intense, four days later, they give the, a warrant out for the guy, and guess where he is? He's in jail on another crime. St. Louis, Heartland. Woman's name again is Kimberly Gardner. Ruins the city. Oscars. They're on Sunday night. You going to watch I'll watch. So if you do watch, let me know how it is. So ABC covers it every uh, year. First Academy Awards, 1929. <clears throat> I think it was all silent movies then. The talkies, as they said, came in in the early 30s. So first Academy Awards, 1929, and every year's hence. They've had them. And they were big. When I was a kid, it was Bob Hope. Hosting, Johnny Carson after that, Billy Crystal. All right, the big names. They brought it in. Huge audience. Huge. Before the Super Bowl, that was the top-rated program of the year, the Oscar telecast. So now, the three hosts, and they, they couldn't find anybody to host the show. Nobody would do it. None of these Hollywood pinheads would do it because they know it's not good. But they found three. Regina Hall, Wanda Sykes, and Amy Schumer. Okay. Um, Wanda Sykes is amusing. The other two, I'm not, I know who they are, but I don't know what they're going to bring, but I hope they, I hope they're good. But is that enough for having me watch the show? No. No. So anyway... I'm looking at the Best Picture nominee. I used to be a huge movie fan. In fact, I did movie reviews in the early part of my career in Dallas and in Denver on television. And I must say, I, some of them, my reviews are pretty funny. All right? And I love going to the movies. Um, <clears throat> but now, last movie I went to in the theater was the James Bond movie, which was terrible. James Bond's now woke. No. All right. I, I don't want to see a woke James Bond. I like Sean Connery. Let's go back there. Okay. So here are the best picture nominees. Throw them on up. Belfast. I am going to watch the movie Belfast. I will watch it. Coda. Don't Look Up. Drive My Car. Dune. King Richard. Licorice Pizza. Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Those are the nominees. So I tried to watch 
West Side Story because I liked the original. I couldn't get through it. I gave it 15 minutes and I'm going, see, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild after Union, so they send me all the, all the movies. So I don't have to go to the theater. All I have to do is pop it in. And I'm going, this is a Steven Spielberg movie? I couldn't get through it. Then I tried to watch um, Nightmare Alley. <laughs> pretty dark. I, I, I gave that about 20 minutes and I'm going like this. And Holly, the terror dog is like, why are you watching this? And I had no answer. So couldn't get through those two. I didn't see any of them. I will see Belfast because of Kenneth Branagh and I, I heard this really good movie. Now, I don't have any huntingness. I, I understand the power of the dog is about some cowboy who is Woke or something? I don't even know. I, I don't want to see woke cowboys or woke James Bonds. I, I, I don't know. I'm smart. It's me. I know. It's me. All right? I'm a barbarian. So I don't want to see it. Now, last year, the best picture of the year was Nomad Land. Didn't see it. Although, um, Frances McDormand, uh, the uh, actress there, brilliant. Brilliant. All right, so I'm not watching, and I don't think anybody else will watch. So I'm predicting 7 million, maybe 8 million Americans will watch. At the height, it was like 50, 60 million Americans watching that show. In the last 20 years, the audience has fallen 75% and it'll fall further this year. Stay in history, March 24th, 1999. NATO bombed Yugoslavia, which was breaking up. Okay, so Serbia was slaughtering people in Kosovo and running wild. And Milosevic was in charge of Serbia. And we discussed this earlier in a program. And he was arrested and charged as a war criminal. He died in jail. But NATO bombers went in to destroy the Serbian forces. Two American pilots were killed. All right, this was under Bill Clinton. Again, March 24th, 1999, the bombing. The anniversary today. And um, Clinton basically ordered NATO to do it. It was a Clinton play. Now, you say, well, why couldn't we do that to, to Putin? Well, Putin has nukes. See, Milosevic didn't have anything. He's lucky he had a Jeep. So we go in there and blow him up and grab him and throw him in jail. Putin's got nukes. That's the difference. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back with uh, mail and a final thought of the day on how America's weaponry should be a little reassuring to all of us because we live in a very tense time. So that'll be the final thought. Back in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. 
Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, time now for The Mail. Uh, Merrill on the message board. I did not know that the New York Times would admit a lie. Better late than never. News of their mistake came very late. On purpose, I think. The only reason the New York Times printed deep in the newspaper, by the way, that the Hunter Biden laptop story was legitimate is because the New York Times believes Hunter Biden may be indicted. So it had to get ahead of the story. The only reason. David, I've said it before, it bears repeating, the only thing worse than Biden's president for the length of his constitutional term is the person who would replace him. Okay. I mean, the Biden-Harris team... Obviously, not in good shape. Um, Eric, Bill, are you concerned that killing the killers will reveal damaging information on U.S. weaponry and hurt our country? I'll deal with that in a moment, Eric. But I want that's why I'm doing this final thought, because Eric's uh, letter. Christine Orendas, Huntington Beach, California. Bill, since we have all this weaponry, why in the world do we pay our servicemen and women in danger and put them in danger on the ground. We can just zap someone from space. Why use military forces? Because you use those weapons, buku civilians are going to die. And they're very targeted weapons. But you've got to know precisely where and when and circumstances surrounding. That's why. They didn't know, for example, that bin Laden was where bin Laden was. And we opened with that in Killing the Killers. U.S. Intel didn't know they thought he was there. So they could have zapped it, but it could have been an innocent family, like what happened in Afghanistan. And the USA doesn't do that. Putin will do it, not us. Ryan Gatani, Plymouth, Massachusetts. James Buchanan and Joe Biden are not only the two worst presidents in history, they also share the same initials. So poor performance must be linked to the initials JB. All right. Patty Kelly, Phoenix, Arizona. Mr. O'Reilly, could you explain the difference between a republic and a democracy? Well, Patty, it's not hard. In a direct democracy, the people vote on everything. So maybe if you were on an island with 30 people, you could have a direct democracy. All right. And whatever came up, you get the 30 people and they vote. That would be pure democracy. A republic is when We vote for people to represent us. Each district has a congressperson. And then each state has two senators. Those people represent us. And they should be voting on our behalf for the good of us. Okay? That's a republic. But everybody votes for president. 
Marsha, Bill, what is the Genesee Theater in Waukegan, Illinois, on March 31st all about? I, I put in a plug. <laughs> Marsha just asked me what the show is going to be. So I'm going to be in the Genesee Theater, Waukegan, Illinois, suburb of Chicago, on March 31st. It's to promote our radio station, WLS, powerhouse station in the Windy City, and we're on the radio there. But the show is going to be <clears throat> the inside stuff about me and Donald Trump, me and Barack Obama. I don't have a lot of inside stuff with Biden. I have one encounter that will certainly tell you in the show. And it's more me being a raconteur. Word of the day, raconteur, storyteller. I can't do that here. I got to boom, 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 boom. We got stuff to deal with every day that's important. This is important too, but it's much funnier. I mean, I, I just basically take you to a journey about stuff you never see or hear because it happens behind the scenes. But it's fascinating to me. So I go up there and I do that. And then we'll take Q&A from the audience, too. So we hope to see everybody in Waukegan. Uh, come on in, see us. Uh, I guarantee you'll, uh, you'll like the show. Jay McFarling and Kenny Iowa. When I watched the No Spin News last night, I was reminded of your recent advice to look sharp. I must say you model your advice. The suit and tie were sharp. Trying. You know, it doesn't take a lot. You know, you, I do a lot of white and blue shirts. Not too many stripes once in a while. You wear a striped shirt, got to wear a solid tie. Okay? I don't wear, this is a lightly pinstripe suit here. Don't wear a lot of check wild stuff because it's much easier to coordinate colors and look, you know, as Jay says, sharp by doing it this way. Roy Hughes, Torrance, California. Bill, I've watched you since middle school. I'm happy you are on BillOReilly.com. I recently started living with my sister, who's a teacher, and she has been watching the No Spin News with me. She has come to love it, and just the other night said she would like the students to watch you. Well, you can't force the urchins to do it, but if the urchins do watch me, they'll be a lot smarter. Okay. Uh, what do we got that we want you to know about? I already went through, I'm going to go through the book in a moment. Mugs. So Father's Day and Mother's Day coming up. Uh, everybody drinks coffee now. It's okay, give me some coffee. So we say in New York. These are the best mugs on the planet. Trump demanded a dozen of these, and I gave it to him. The nice guy I am. Made in America. Uh, order them now because they will sell out. Word of the day, do not be a nimrod when writing to us. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Right back with the final thought. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, here is the final thought of the day. Killing the Killers, out May 3rd. Throw the uh, book cover up. Here, I didn't even know this, but we're in this war uh, with Putin. It's a cold war now, but you need to know the weaponry we have. And it is stunning. I didn't know any of it. I didn't know any of the powerful weaponry we have and where it is and how it works. Now, I'm not giving away secrets about weapons. I am giving away secrets about how the government tracks jihadists and other terrorists. There's a lot of classified information in in this book. But I'm not telling you how to build the weapons. I'm just telling you what we have. And Putin knows what we have. So does she. It's amazing. Uh, These weapons, nobody's ever seen or even conceived of stuff that we have. Saul and Killing the Killers coming out May 3rd. Pre-order it. You'll get it first. BillOReilly.com. You get a free sticker. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all of that. Thank you for watching us. New column at Sunday at noon. And we'll see you again on Monday.